My experience, I think, I can't remember, I don't even know what year, what age you are in year three. Uh... Seven. Oh, okay. Well, seven and eight. Seven, eight. So I remember when I was in year three and I came home to my mom and I said that I wanted to be white. Mm. And she slapped me. Oh, God. And I don't remember anything after that, but we've spoke about it after. And my mom said that she was really like upset and heartbroken. And, but at the same time, she, it wasn't like, I can't believe you said that. Like, why would you say that? But at the time where we lived, like I was the only black girl in my school for a few couple of years hello everybody uh welcome to the newest episode of where to your mother podcast i am rochelle and i am benita so thanks everyone for tuning in um what are we what are we talking about this week firstly (laughs) I think, in light of what has been happening on social media, we should talk about racism. Okay, yeah. So, are you referring mostly to this whole... Okay. (sighs) So, there's a new term that's been coined, right? Which is, what, nigger fishing? Nigger fishing. Right, so let's first talk about... Okay, let's first talk about what it is, and then we can address the name. Because, you know, I'm not really a fan. Me neither. Um, But so, basically, yeah, a new term has been coined on social media mm-hmm. um i think this is in light of is anthony lennon yes right so anthony lennon is a white the man black guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's a, a white man technically his parents and his grandparents are white um who himself identifies as a person of color a black man yeah right and um it came out that he had been like awarded a what was it, like a, a grant bursary like he'd won he'd he'd been awarded some sort of grant or bursary for um people of color mm-hmm. in the theater industry yeah um and he's not a person of color but he obviously accepted this grant and has got this money for this but he's not a person of color who outed him i don't know who outed him and i don't know where how like how it all came came about um but all i know is it all of a sudden ended up like on my timeline BBC Um, yeah well yeah Yeah. exactly Um, so I think it's all come from that but then since then there's been a few threads um, about mostly women it's mostly women mostly women white women Mm. who are appearing racially ambiguous yeah pretty much and it's this whole thing of white women basically you know tanning or using darker makeup using hairstyles that would typically typically be more known for black women yeah um and like having pictures on instagram and stuff and basically i wouldn't i don't know if they're pretending they're black because i feel like everybody who's kind of um like like every time i've seen them they're saying no i'm white they're not trying to pretend that they're black but their pictures would make you think that they're, they're, they've got... That they're mixed race. They're mixed race, or they're, or they've got a bit of ethnicity in them. Exactly. Yeah. So there's been like a kind of, I don't know, like an outing. They've all been outed. They've been exposed. On Twitter, yeah. Um, and the term for this has been coined as nigger fishing, right? Like Which, okay, I think is a ridiculous name. It's like, I don't understand. Are people, like, if this is the term, does this now mean that you're saying that everyone can say nigger? That's, that's, not, that's why I had an issue with it as well. 
Because why would you name it something no. that you don't want other people cool. to say? To say. Do you know what I mean? Like, because there's this whole thing of like, you know, the nigger is for what is for black people. Mm. We've we've taken it back and we've used it as a term of endearment. I disagree with that anyway. Yeah. But if that is the case, now you're opening it up for everybody to say this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Like, I don't know who's in charge of making names. Like, somebody's obviously just used it and then people have jumped on the bandwagon with it. But I don't know who made that person. I think <laughs> someone's just said it as a term. Like, that's that. And then it's gone viral on social media and people think that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. So obviously it comes from the term catfishing where somebody <laughs> is pretending to be somebody else online, right? Someone um, who made that up thinks they're really clever, but I just think it's dumb. Yeah. So it could be like black fishing could be blackfish blackfish you're a blackfish you're yes a blackfish. yeah it's true you're a blackfish there is a rather good documentary called blackfish is there yeah is it in relation to anything we're talking no, about no it's about whales oh okay well that no right <laughs> anyway blackfish yeah i think is probably a better term mm. um but then also to be fair i saw a whole thread was it yesterday about basically this girl um was saying that in she was in class or something in in this country and um the teacher was talking about like different people of color saying you know asian chinese whatever and then said african-american and she was like what i'm no i'm neither african nor american and she was basically posed the question on twitter as to why it is that some white people have such an issue with using the term black uh even uh, even some people at my mom's workplace like they say coloured. Right, but... Oh, and no, I find that I'm like, so annoying. Just say black. It's not, like, it's not a bad word. Just say, like, you're describing that person. Oh, like, you know, that, that coloured fellow over there. The black guy. Is that what you mean to say? I hate... It's so... I don't... <laughs> coloured is not... We can't use coloured. Like, for me, that's just Jim Crow era America where they... Do you know what I mean? But then I saw, like, in in the replies to this question that she asked on twitter there are a lot of white people saying you know there are some people some black people who are offended by the word black they don't want to basically they're trying so hard not to offend people they don't Mm. know what word to use and i do think it is like the majority of people i think black people are happy to use the word black but then obviously there might be people out there who are not happy with that but then i don't know that any of those no i don't know those people but if you are like if you're one of those people that are don't like it when someone describes someone as like a black man or a black woman then you're really too sensitive and you need to get over it because but then i wonder what do you call them it, but this is the person thing. of color no you I, know just just like how i would if i was describing someone the white girl with ginger hair or the white girl with blonde hair same way the the black girl with long hair or the black girl with like braids yeah and that's why i think it's not an issue because i think if you're going to describe people as white people it's not necessarily based on the actual color of the person but more their race obviously do you know what i mean like white people are not technically white because like in terms of like a piece of paper and black people are not black it's just that we accept that people are called white so or caucasian is like the kind of well then yeah but then there's not there's nothing for for a black person so it's well, it's black this is what they seem to think is african american but obviously we're not american no we're not american so it doesn't it doesn't work <laughs> and some of us are not african so it doesn't even though we get the gist it's like i think again this goes back to like pc to people being like way too pc and stuff yeah um, so there's this whole okay so there's been a massive kind of debate here where 
I've seen a lot of people and do you know what? It's not just white people, it's black people as well, which I'm a little bit like, okay, I'm not sure how I feel about this, but saying, why are we so angry about these white um, girls appearing as black when black women are out here wearing weaves? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say my piece right here. You go ahead. Is that the fact that these girls slash women on social media that are portraying to be a race they are not is not because they identify or whatever it is because they're jumping on a trend and it irritates me to hell when black girls have weaves or wigs or whatever we do not change the color of our skin and in a sense and we're not trying to appear no as if we're not trying to pretend that we're white by wearing a weave that doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense and i feel like think about now like how many white celebrities openly wear like wigs like yeah. how white girls wear weave right exactly or tracks whatever it is exactly clippings extensions right but if, you call we, it. if we wear well we've been wearing wigs before many of these people have been wearing wigs but we're the ones get criticised. It irritates me so much. You know how many times I got picked on for my hair at school? Like all every like my aunt would come and do my hair on the weekend, really nice braid, and I just got picked on at school just because my, my I called like worms or like spiders. It just it was horrible. So it's irritating that, and it's very interesting to see. Is it black? Is it black guys that are saying this? Um, the do you know what actually? Um, the main one that I've seen is actually like a mixed race girl. Um, and I think it is, it actually has been more women who are like, why like, no. do you have an issue with this when black girls wear weave? I think obviously not all black women wear weaves or no. wigs anyway. No. And obviously not all white women would try to pretend they're black. Like, no. That's not a thing. But the issue is, I think it's an issue of like assimilation where black women have felt like like you said in terms of school um they're looked upon negatively based on what their natural hair is um so maybe they decide right that they want to assimilate and you know fit better into like white culture um by wearing these things but then also there's this whole thing of like protective styles as well do you know what i mean like i think people don't really understand that you can't just like with black hair you cannot just let it roam free it just no. doesn't work that way you're it's, gonna end up with bloody like sh- hay it's gonna be like straw on your head like at some point you have to have a protective style mm-hmm. and obviously that doesn't have to be a, wi- a wig or a weave but i don't understand why that's not why it's an issue what like form of protective style that you choose like at the end of the day when you're not look walking around saying look um today i'm white because i'm wearing a wig <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> when i take my wig off and i'm I've got my natural hair I'm black. I'm black. No, you're always black and you appear black, mm. right? There's never a question of what race you are. And I think that's the issue. Um, and I know a lot of white people think sometimes when women have weaves or wigs or they can't tell the difference and don't know that it's a wig or a weave and no. they think it's your hair. No. Okay, but that's not really... Do you know how many comments I would I would like have my hair like, I don't know, in braids or whatever. And then I would have a weave and like, oh my God, like your hair grew. Are that's you really dumb? stupid. Are yeah. you dumb? But that's the thing. A lot of people, that's just literally, in, especially in like the working environment, I would mm. say, you know, when you're probably more surrounded by, you know, like white people when you're at work in a professional setting or whatever. It is always like you have a different hairstyle. It's like, oh my God. It's like, well, 
I feel like you should know that people's hair doesn't just change automatically overnight I, and that that's a hairstyle that, that has been created for them like but this seems to be a thing a lot of people do actually think that and I guess in some ways that I see the correlation there where it's like whether or not I went out with the intention of making you think that this was my hair or not you thought that right yeah so and in the same way possibly i disagree but i'm just gonna throw it out here that these white women had a tan got a tan did whatever they did um and didn't go out with the intention to pretend that they're black because they're saying i'm white but then if you think that i might be mixed race that's your that's on you type thing do you know what i mean so i see the correlation between Mm. the between the two things but i also think there's this like this fetishization of blackness and black culture oh, yeah, 100%. that's out there at the moment which makes it more which makes it an issue yeah at the end of the day we i don't feel personally that i mean some people might but i do not feel like i fetishize white women by wearing a weave i mean i don't even wear weave but if i have worn weave in the past and if i did wear a weave i'm not out here trying to be like okay today i want to try and look a bit white i'm not trying to like contour my nose so it looks smaller i'm not trying to like i'm not trying to do anything that makes me kind of adhere to european beauty standards do you know what i mean yeah i think it was just the appeal like from way from probably when i was like maybe like 13 14 to like now like wearing weaves and wearing wigs and obviously you see a lot of women with their european hair it's just nice to be able to have long hair because you'll never really have that chance unless you grow your hair out and it relaxes and it stays perfect, no breakout, whatever not. But people like to, it's like, we can't ever complain about anything yeah. for them to like throw something in your face. In a sense with like when Beyonce did Sorry and she said Becky with the good hair and then all these people were like, well, you know, you wear weaves and stuff. And it's like, but it's not even white from white ethnicity. It's from other ethnicities. Like, there's always, like, people just like to throw it back at you. Um, it's true, because what if I'm not trying to look white? What if I'm trying to look... No. What if I'm trying to look Indian? What if I'm trying to look even, Chinese? Do you know what is so funny? Even if I if I see a black girl with a blonde weave, I always say, oh, she's trying to be a Beyonce. I, I would ne- it would never come out of my mouth to be like, oh, like, she's, she's, she's trying to be... Trying to think of Becky her. with the good hair. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I would never associate that black girl trying to be a, like a white woman. And the kind of outrage of these, and they're young girls as well. But that is, okay, so let's just go like to people. I mean, obviously that is out there where I feel like I've heard it, I don't even know, all, like so many times about young children, black children, mm. at some point having said, I wish I was white or I wish I had straight hair or I wish or I wish I was light skinned or I wish I had yeah. this or that you know there was this trend when, when I was growing up about wearing coloured contacts and stuff oh God, yeah. and I mean obviously fair enough maybe it's a fashion statement but I don't think it is I it's personally not, think it's an identity crisis exactly right mm. so there is this whole thing where actually at some point it seems to me like a lot of people have had those thoughts I don't know if mm. if we've relates to it or I mean think? from my experience I think I can't remember I don't even know what year what age you are in year three uh seven. Oh, okay well seven and eight seven eight so I remember when I was in year three and I came home to my mom and I said that I want to be white mm. and she slapped me oh god and I don't remember anything after that but we've spoke about it 
after and my mum said that she was really like upset and heartbroken and but at the same time she it wasn't like I can't believe you said that like why would you say that but at the time where we lived like I was the only black girl in my school for a few couple of years and like I said I got teased a lot in primary school for being black and my hair just basically just being me and I couldn't understand why and no matter how I could go to school and give the girls like sweets and whatever not but th- I was trying ne- to bribe them to be a friend yeah yeah because it got to the point where there was like I had I felt like I had no friends until I met my very good friend he's not my friend anymore awkward <laughs> but even in secondary school there was a group of black girls so when I got to secondary school it was very mixed and I couldn't hang around they said I couldn't hang around with them unless I relaxed my hair wow so I was just like do you, I wonder though what that why it was it was it was it was nuts like in when I was in secondary school I'd always have my hair in um camrose mm. and or or braids like this but mainly camrose and they were a year older than me and you know they kind of befriended me but then like after about three months of being at school they was like oh we've had a discussion and we've decided that like, you can like be part of our gang group whatever but you need to relax your hair so I went home and asked my mum to relax my hair and she said no and I didn't even I think the first time I relaxed my hair was when I was 16 but then how did you feel right when so there's this group of black girls who want you to relax your hair and you're thinking this is how I'm going to be accepted this is how I'm going to feel like I'm part of something and then you go to your mum and she she says no "No." I can't do I think I was just then what do you do I think in that because obviously my mum is a, a person that at the time she never didn't change her mind so I think because it was over the weekend I had a bit of anxiety how I was going to tell these girls that my mum said she can't relax their hair and kind of hoping they'll just be like all right still and then when I did tell them they were just like okay you can't be in our group and they just didn't speak to me wow they would like walk past me in the playground sorry I'm not crying (laughs) (laughs) they'd walk past me in the playground like so I just went back to hanging with my my, my white friends from primary school that came from secondary school. Right. Because it's like, I felt like from primary school, probably till I went to uni, that I felt like, after that kind of confrontation, I felt like black girls did not like me. Yeah. Because I was just different. I didn't have what they had. So when I got to uni, and I remember when I found out you and Michelle, you and Michelle, you and Michelle on my floor, I called my mum and I cried. I was like, mom, there's two black girls on my floor. I'm really upset. Like, they're going to hate me. And mom's just like, you need to calm down and get to know them. But I just had that image, like, they're, they're going to look at me and see that I'm different. They're not going to want to fuck with me. Right. Because I didn't have, like, a lot of, I didn't have, like, a lot of black friends growing up. I just had predominantly white friends. And I had, like, a couple of mixed race friends. But that was it. Yeah. So I would say that I, not, I became to be more proud of being black and kind of learning different different cultures when I got to university and I was what 20 years old you know what that's the thing though isn't it bringing up kids right Mm. and I think that's something you have to consider in terms of like right this is the area that I'm raising my children in right and how does that impact on like their identity Mm. do you know what I mean and their self-esteem and things like that because I I really feel like there's two there's there's two things to it i am so like in the middle and torn between the fact that when i found out that i was having a boy Mm -hmm. 
I feel like there was a lot going on in in London at the point where I where I was when I was pregnant. Mm. I think obviously even though it's happening now, there was a lot of like, and I think it was quite. I don't know. I think it, there, we had just seen a surge in knife crime mm-hmm. and stuff, and just like wild things going on, yep. like in London, and hearing about kind of the treatment of black boys, black yep. men in the country at the time. I was so scared mm. to bring a black boy into the like into this world. Do you know what I mean? I just was like, I was thanking God that I didn't live in America because Mm-mm. that was just going to be. I don't know how I'll cope with that, but. I was really scared to bring a black boy into this, into the world, right? And then thinking about raising him in London, to me, seemed seemed really scary. But then also on the other side, it's like, okay, if I live somewhere else and there's predominantly white people, I feel like something in me feels like he'd be safer, right? But then also something in me doesn't want, I still want him to be, I don't know, it's like, I don't want to say I want I want him to act black. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, but, I get what you mean. You want, you want there him shouldn't to... be this whole acting black, but we try and pretend that there's like, what's acting black? But there is an acting black and there is a like, where he might get into a situation where people be like, but you act white. Right. Why are you so... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's something that will come onto him um, that he might have a complex about, about feeling like I can't relate to other black people and I want him to feel like he's part of a community. Do you know yes, what I mean? That I like it. him. A community. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like a community that I like him. Mm. So there's these two things where you feel like, okay, do I don't want to br- like it's it seems like if you are part of a predominantly black culture in terms of where you live in London, that you might be in danger. Yeah. But then if you take yourself away out of that scenario and out of that area, it's like are you missing the kind of black experience like it's hard i don't really know like i when i where i grew up there was loads of black people Mm. there were black people in my primary school there were black people in my secondary school do you know what i mean like i grew up in labrick grove like the center of Notting hill carnival there's like all the caribbean Mm. there's a lot of caribbean people there do you know what i mean so i never had any issues like with race growing up i didn't have any issues with race growing up but my mum moved us to watford when I was about 15. Mm. Um, and obviously at the time that we moved to Watford, there were really no black people there right. when we when we moved there. Now there's loads. I would, But the thing is, there's no Caribbean people really. It's all African people who right. live, like I see anywhere that live in Watford, but um, there's a lot of black people there now. But at the time we moved there, there wasn't. And we didn't move schools or anything. We continued to go to school in Labrick Grove. And, every, and I never ever immersed myself into the, like culture of Watford the people that live in Watford I didn't I didn't suddenly make friends in Watford and start hanging around with all the white girls and stuff no Mm. I continued to go to school in Labrick Grove with the friends I had I decided to go to college down there like I never spent any of my time there so I didn't grow up around like loads of white people there were obviously white people in my school in my primary school but it's predominantly like it was mixed. It, yeah. it was mixed. It wasn't like oh, there's more black people than white people. Or so it was, it was equal in the sense, but you just obviously hang around with the black people. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. no, it, pretty it much. Make, yeah, no, that makes sense because my mum and my mum lived in Harringay and my dad lived in Wood Green. I remember I asked her, I think a couple of years ago. I said, "Why did you move to Dagenham?" Like, and she's just like, "We wanted to buy a house, and it was like you know." Well, cheap. And this is the thing. So yeah. Like, yeah. So. Even though every school, like school holidays, I stayed with my nan in Haringey, and every Friday I would go to my nan in Haringey. All the kids that lived around, and 
they wasn't even black. You had like Chinese, you had a lot of Cypriot, a lot of Greeks. They would just have their new friends. <laughs> so mm. I just chilled with my mum and my, my nan. But I did say to her, sometimes like, sometimes I wish you didn't like, I wish you just like stayed in London. Maybe yeah. I would have been a bit different. Maybe like, you know, I would have, no, I said to her, I would have been different. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously the environment that you grow up in does shape who you're going to be. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It obviously has a huge impact on that. And and, and obviously you still live in Dagenham and now yeah. you're raising a daughter. Yeah. But it's like, Dagenham is a lot different to when it was when I was, there's a lot of... There's a, it's a lot a, more multicultural. Yeah, you've got a lot of, um, a lot of Africans a lot of um a lot of indians a lot of polish like eastern european people yeah so i guess when she does start going to school you don't think that she'll face those sorts of the same n- sort of no i should i should hope not and i feel like if she does face those type of like racial things that i went through in school she'd have more of a backing from the teachers and the school because really? back in my school it was like I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cross hope. Like, I wouldn't bet on that, to be honest. I don't know. Like, obviously, there's always situations where you get people who, you know, um, are very tolerant. And but there's always situations where you get people that aren't. And we see in the world that there still are people who are very intolerant. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't. I would say that she would get more of a backing from you. Oh yeah, I'm going because, down Because well, yeah. But then also just from the like having experience in that situation and being able to relate and being able to speak to her about it. Mm. Massively. like I, I definitely to... wouldn't put it on the teachers. I'm not going to lie. No, but I mean in the sense where stuff would happen to me in classrooms, in school, and I would go and tell a teacher and they would just be like, oh, like, they would just brush it. No, no, it wasn't nothing of consequence at all. I think the only time my mum came down to the school to cuss out a parent was I think in year five because one but of wait so when these things happened in school did you tell your mum or just the teacher I used to tell the teacher not tell your mum I wouldn't tell my mum it wasn't until I got to like maybe like year five year yeah four, five year six and my mum was very wary about like who my friends were and stuff and I would say stuff um but even in secondary school like one one girl I went to primary school with I can't stand her um she was having a fight, not a fight, she had an argument with one of the black boys in our class. And I just said to her, just walk away. She went, oh, do you know what, Benia? At the end of the day, yeah, he's just a nigger. What? And I remember me yeah. being like, I remember me being like, can she, like, thinking like, she just said that to me. Like, okay, she's just saying it to me because, you know, I'm black as well, like, cool. And it wasn't until I told another g- group of girls who were my friends and two of them are black. They were like, Benia, she can't say that. And oh my god, she got beat up after school. It was oh a hot mess. My god. <laughs> it was a hot. But even looking back, it's like I just stood there and accepted what she said. Right. Like there was no kind of like. Did you feel like she didn't mean it towards you? You know when like those white like some people will go like, oh that blah 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 blah. Oh no, but not you though. You're fine because you're my friend. Yeah, but that person over there. Right. But even if it's the case where if any of my white friends they could never say that around me now because you, regardless you're getting punched in the mouth like. But at the time. And I remember me telling my mum, my mum was like, she can't say that. I said, yeah, but you, we never had this conversation. Like, in terms of that girl at the time, she was my friend. Yeah. So it was kind of the case where I agreed, like, yeah, he's dickhead. But he said, but you're saying it to me because, you know, I, I'm black and he's black. You just, but now it's just like, no, like, you just like. But does it occur to you? Because it never really occurred. To, it occurred to me that with having a black son that I would need to 
explain to him and have a discussion with him about, you know, like when he's in certain spaces, the ways that he needs to behave mm. or some like things in relation to the police yeah. or just kind of like how society views him mm. and stuff like that. But it never really occurred to me, like in terms of you saying to your, like saying to your mum, we didn't have that discussion where you told me that white people can't say the word nigger. I, it just never occurred to me that that's something that you need to have a discussion about. My mum mm. never had a discussion with me about race. To be honest, she never had a discussion with me about race. And like I've seen a lot of people say, you know, my parents said that I have to work a hundred times harder I have mm. to be a hundred times better like I'm I'm at a disadvantage yeah I my mum's never said that to me I didn't get that conversation from her no. and I've I've got gotten that from seeing other people say we're at a disadvantage mm. but I didn't know that growing up that we were at a disadvantage because I I don't know if I've just been in my own my own type of black privilege <laughs> you know what I mean because like okay obviously there's people who have that who've been racially abused they've they've been like so many things have happened to different like to black people right but then obviously there's somebody who like me who's black who's never really experienced any racism mm. who doesn't really feel like i've ever even experienced any microaggressions i don't know if it's because when i'm in a situation or in a different place or a different space i do maybe assimilate just to be to be part of the group because whenever i've worked with those white people i've never had any issues like we're we're all everything's fine yeah like i've never really noticed any microaggressions any i've never had any direct racism at me right do you know what i mean i've never not gotten well i've i always whenever i apply for jobs i normally get them like i've never like not got a job because i thought that it was based on race i've never yeah. had anything where i can say right i can pinpoint that towards my race mm. do you know what i mean yeah no i hear you but then a lot of a lot of uh, black people don't really experience like kind of head-on direct racism till yeah, they're in then, adulthood. And oh, do you think? Yeah, because I think I was listening to Off the Cuff like a few weeks ago, and one guy was, he he said he DJed in like a lot of clubs in Essex, and someone was kicking off, and they just said they said nigger, and I'm listening to it thinking, yeah, it's pretty standard. Like the amount of, especially thinking of all the how the, a lot of white guys in Essex how they view kind of black black guys especially right. black guys with white girls or black guys chatting up white girls in clubs. They really hate it. They, oh. I had a, I remember there was like, when I was on Facebook years ago, this guy I used to go to school with, he was basically made this massive statement about how much he hates black guys. And my old friend at the time, she's mixed race and she was cussing him out in his comments. And he's like, oh, like they just, they like prey on them. It's disgusting. And, but that's the kind of, that's the, that's the, the mentality they have. That's like, they just don't like black guys and then they don't find black women attractive at all, purely because they're black. So I'm not so, like, the further out of London you go, the more racial experiences you experience. Yeah, I think that probably, 100%. yeah, I think yeah. that probably is the case. And obviously growing up in central, it wasn't central obviously, but I grew up in but West London. You, you, That's pretty you much grew up in, the in you already grew up in a very multicultural environment. Uh, yeah. Like, because even I always have this joke because the BNP resides in Dagenham and Buck and Dagenham, I say they can't kick us out. We were the first black people to arrive here. Like, as in when me, my mum and my dad were it lived in Dagenham, there was very few of us. Yeah. Um, Compared to now. But it's it doesn't when I hear stuff, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me, but it gives me more will to fight because I'm kind of like, I remember one New Year's Eve, I almost got arrested. What? In Romford. I'm I never. I do not know this story. I'm never, ever 
I swear to you in my life, I'm never going to touch foot in a club in Essex ever again in my life. What is it? I'm sorry, I don't know this story. Oh, we were trying to get into... Um, I was already in Yates. This is like New Year's Eve years ago. And I don't know if you remember my friend Jeffrey. No. He came to my... No, okay. Um, is he a white guy? He's mixed. No, I don't know him. Uh, he was outside and the bouncer said to him that he couldn't allow... He was just him. Couldn't allow him in because there was all too many guys in there. Right. So Jeffrey Standard. stepped to the side mm. and then Jeffrey was like, there was like five white guys and he let them all in. Oh. So me and my friends came outside and we were talking to the bouncer like, why won't you let him in? Like, it's just one person. Yeah. And we were just like, is it, you know, is it because he's black? No. I mean, no, no, you no. can never ask somebody that because they I will always am, deny my, it. I remember one of my friends, I can't remember, she's not my friend, but one of the girls I was with, she was just like, is it, is it, because he's, he's mixed race, he's, he's black, he's black, blah, blah, blah. And then these other group of guys came out and interfered and then they got into a fight and I'm pushing guys off and then the police came and literally- Wait, the, who got into a fight? Jeffrey and these other- and No, these other guys came out and they were like intervening with us and the bouncers. And then- uh, one Intervening? The, what? Mind your bloody business. Thank you, mind your business. And one of the guys like pulled Jeffrey by the- off and pulled him back by his collar by his collar so the bouncers and Jeffrey and these guys were scuffling um one of my friends were like screaming like stop, stop. and I was like basically trying to push pull Jeffrey like away yeah. from wherever and then obviously it's New Year's Eve it's Montford's police van pulled up and um they put Jeffrey in a police van and two of the other put- white guys oh okay. and they had I was going to say, because if they just took Jeffrey away... No, 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 just two of the other white guys. And they had me up against... Not up against the wall, but they were basically... I was up against the wall and people were like, stay there, do not move. And I'm just like, cold, like... It was hot, like... But it was horrible. And I think I'm in, I think I must have shouted something out to Jeffrey, like, do you want me to call your mum or something? And they, one of the police officers just, like, screamed in my face, like, Shh, do not talk, do not talk! And I'm thinking, I was so scared. I called my mum. Well, yeah. She got in a cab and come and met me. But that's the thing, though. And that, see, that's the sort of thing what I mean in terms of explaining to my son, like, when you're in certain situations, do you know what I mean? Like, the ways that people are going to perceive you or the ways that people are going to treat you and the way that you have to then react. Do you know what I mean? Because in a way that anybody else may be able to react, you can't. You can't. You can't. You you, you have to... You have to... It's Keep like, your mouth shut, basically. Yeah, know what to say and when to say hold your temper yeah. especially with, you can say with black girls especially with black women as well because sometimes you can oh, angry the angry black woman it really do you know what the thing and I have to say that annoys me the most which actually makes me then seem like a crazy person mm. is when people tell me to calm down or to relax or whatever when I'm I'm perfectly fine yeah like I'm already I'm fine right now and I'm saying something and maybe you think I'm saying it passionately but can I not express an opinion that I have I'm expressing my opinion and now you're telling me to calm down don't tell me to calm down because I'm not I'm fine it's kind of sometimes I feel like when I I had an incident at work about a month ago and I went and spoke to my manager who's black and I I said I can only be like this and say these things to you and you understand and you know I'm not being aggressive to you I'm being aggressive at a situation because when I was talking to other people about it, I had to really hold my tone. And I got, I got, I started crying, but it was the anger because really and truly, I just want to like cuss and this and that and grab and whatever not. But she understood because I don't want people to be like, she's very aggressive and very like, you know, in a way that if another, a white person did the same thing I did, 
it's just like oh she's really upset and angry yeah because i never hear anybody say um about someone who's white if they are expressing their opinion that they're aggressive no do you know what i mean and that is something that literally will actually make me be aggressive Mm. when you try to insinuate that i'm being aggressive when i'm not that makes me aggressive Mm. and now you're like oh look i told you and it's just like well you made me do this yeah it's it's exactly i was just like whatever but i yeah it's something that i'm gonna have to teach her when she's older in terms of i can't i haven't got a book and be like okay when she's this age i think it's something obviously kids when they get older and they talk they ask a lot of questions yeah so well that's the thing though do they like we hope that they ask questions but like i have said I don't remember, and maybe because I was never really put in that situation as a child, but I didn't ever really go to my mum and say, well, mum, you know, what are these, like, Mm. somebody said this word, or somebody said this, or, oh, you know, we're black, they're white, what's the the situation? I didn't go and ask my mum things like that. And, And equally, she didn't come to me and give me a conversation about that in the same way. So I do think even if they don't, ask you there has to be certain things that i feel like you need i don't to know. i don't want my my son or if i have other children or whatever to grow up and be like i was in this situation and i didn't know how to handle it my, I, you know my mom never talked to me about it or my mm. mom like i just want them to be as fully equipped as possible yeah. in the world and you can't obviously prepare them for everything like because you just don't know what's going to happen in certain situations and you can't prepare anybody for everything but i feel like there's got to be you know, conversations that you've had with your kids. Oh, like, that's the whole like, you know, this is our main job as parents. Mm. Remember that episode in you know, Grey's Anatomy where Bailey and her husband had to give the son the talk and it was basically like, what happens when you are, um, when you're approached or you're going to be arrested by a police officer? That's really sad that parents are having to have those conversations with their, their black sons or not black, their black children in America today. Like, yeah hands up but that's the thing that's so important Mm. you can't actually i don't think at this time raise black children or children i don't know color i don't know whatever but you can't raise black children without having those conversations i don't think like i feel like if you have kids and you don't have that conversation with them you're putting them in serious danger yeah you know and don't be just black kids like look like i remember this one guy in my class called ibad and um you know, and the teacher goes out of the class and everyone goes a bit mad. And this white guy turned to Ibad and said, why'd you try and bomb us? Oh. Yeah. Literally, we all got put into detention for that. Everybody? Yeah. Because he went, left the class, like, crying. And we all got put into detention. And I just, like, looking back now, I'm just like, that was so fucking out. I wish I was the person I am today to go back in secondary school because a lot of people get tumped up. Like, Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I always feel like, and I don't know if I'm just... But I always feel like if I was there when something like racial was happening, mm. that I would 100% speak up. You know, like the whole um, Ryanair thing with the old woman and the man who was basically telling her to move mm. and, and, and being racist. And I mean, I don't really know what was going on. And obviously there was the black man who was there who was kind of speaking up. But I would have went mad. And I don't care. I'm not even part of it. I could have come from the other side of the plane. I don't actually care. I would have been there and I would have literally, they could have, they could have escorted me off the plane. I don't really care. Mm. But I would have 100% been there and been like, shut your mouth. I think I was more surprised that like her daughter, if anyone said that to my mum, 
you're taking me off the like, I'm being I'm being but arrested. that's the thing I would I feel it personally I don't even care you don't have to be related to me no but this is the thing like, I would feel it personally it's only until afterwards I realised anyway. that she hadn't because obviously you have to like buy seats on planes and obviously they didn't so I thought she was by herself when it was like her daughter was like seated somewhere else but I was thinking but why go on for her daughter though because really and truly you should be there like you should literally be not even I didn't see her I didn't see her until the interviews on this morning and this uh, till afterwards yeah but even like I think did they say she was in the toilet yeah but that video was that went on for it wasn't just like happened in like 30 seconds like yeah. it went on for like a while and I think what's even more disc- you've seen that have you seen that Portuguese advert where um the black man sits next to the white woman and the white woman calls it her so she doesn't want to sit next to a dirty negro is Can this she, when the air hostess basically tells the woman to get off? No, the, the air hostess comes back and says she spoke to cap, the captain doesn't have to sit next to such a despicable person. Then she says to the black man, do you want to come yeah, to first yeah, class? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's poorly handled. And, but then it's, it's, there's going to, there's many, many more of these type of things that happen. A hundred percent. We just don't see it. Exactly. No, I do believe that. I think the fact that obviously we're in this age of media where people do get their phones they out get their phones things. Out. we are so much more aware of what's going on um which we wouldn't have been aware of before and i'm sure that that's happened before i'm sure it'll happen again and whether or not it gets captured and people see it or not but i mean i just per- i just feel per- I-, I take i feel it personally right mm. and whether or not you're related to me at the end of the day she's an old black woman i would be looking at her like that's my grandma yeah do you know what i mean and that i would have gone mad on it yeah and the fact that everybody else was just sitting around not doing anything is wild to me, it's but disgusting. either way. But, but have I feel like... Yeah, I just... It's, it Even, like, the whole Grenfell Tower thing. And it's, like... Deep down, the part of me wasn't surprised. Because About they're the, not... the yeah, um, bonfire thing? Yeah, because there are disgusting, nasty, horrible people like that in the world. And... It's Do you want that, to tell the listeners what you're talking about? Oh, uh, okay. So if people didn't know already, I didn't share any videos on on Twitter. No, like I retweet didn't. them because I was just like whatever. Um, these this family that apparently live in Southeast London, um, made a Grenfell Tower effigy. Is it called? Yeah. Um, with little brown people in the windows, and they were like lit on fire and like shouts of like help, help. And so I think someone said that oh, this is what happens when you don't you you scrunch off the government and you don't pay your rent stuff like that and it was absolutely mortifying disgusting but I, like i said there was a part of me deep down inside that i'm not surprised not to say that i've seen these people but i have seen a glimpse of these people around yeah and i think there was a bit at first everyone was really outraged but then there were other side like is this really a police matter it's a hate crime that's how I see it. It's right. a hate crime. It's like if I was to walk down the street and tump a Jewish person in their face between Jewish, it's a hate crime. Or if I was to go on Twitter and troll a Jewish person and say racist things, it's a hate crime. Yeah. And no matter who, how many people were in that building, people died. Yeah. It's not a fucking joke. That's like if a group of black people went um, for like, if like a group of black people or of ethnic minority went to a war memorial and wow Burn it can up. you imagine and can or, you imagine and what? even remember um i think it was um remember we did um carnage god forbid you're on british tv and you don't wear a bloody poppy it, can you imagine right even like stuff like that so it's th- like grenfell what happened and is now a part of british culture yeah regardless of where, how long it, it's part of british culture 
And that is a massive racial dis- 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 disrespect. It's the same way if we went and did... Even um, students, Carnage got banned in, I think, like Leicester because students posed pissing up a war, war memorial wall. Like, this was this was when we were back in uni because it got banned in Leicester. We right. still had it in Southampton. It's like... So I feel like some people are like, oh, it's sad, but, you know, like, no, it's 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 the most disgusting piece of racism you could think of. It's up there in the list of whatever. It's disgusting, but it doesn't surprise me. There's people like that out there. Well, yeah. And I need to warn... We need to warn our children, godchildren, nieces, nephews, whatever, about about people like that and how to deal with it. Well, yeah, exactly. How do you deal with it? I don't know. When I think I get a bed in my chest because all I want to do is... I, like, I'm not... I don't fight people. I'm not a fighter. Yeah. But I can see me fighting. Like, put me in a situation where, like... I will, I will hurt people because it's like you're hurting me yeah. so I want to hurt you back yeah. <laughs> but they've all been named they've all they all handed themselves into the police and I hope that I just said don't just let them go just get a but get all of Notting Hill just to go outside the house and stand there they won't leave the house they'll get killed oh god okay see do I feel like it was a ter- disgusting thing to do yes yeah. do I feel like they should die for it no yeah. but I mean in the sense where they, I like it's so. This is how ignorant and stupid they are because I generally feel like they didn't really like. First of all, you filmed it. I feel it. like they had no idea. I thought yeah. they, they were perfectly fine. What dumb person? Why would you film it? What dumb it person? Not only filmed it, but you put it on a social media platform. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I feel like deep, like they're probably like, oh my god, like a lot of people hate us. Like a lot of people wish death on us. Yeah, but this is the thing: people who are just surrounded in their privilege, right, mm. are sometimes completely oblivious yeah to the race like to race relations to what's going on in the country or in the world um and how raw it can be and how people feel about certain things and when you're just living in your privilege you just think that you can just go around doing what you want and you have got absolutely no clue about consequences and actions do you know what i mean and i do actually think that they were just ignorantly blissful like just ignorantly unaware I was surprised they were from London I thought it was going to be like oh, like like up, like somewhere like York out of London <laughs> when they're like South East London I was like huh right okay so they're, they're a lot closer than we think right. yeah. <laughs> basically not to say it would be like more justifiable but it'd be more something like oh yeah they yeah, have no clue up there yeah but listen I just really Morgan Freeman once said that the best way to stop, to stop racing stop talking about it never in your life never do you think? I'm surprised at Morgan. I really love him, but that's a terrible... I got what he was saying, because it was a very old interview. I got what he was saying, but he could not foresee how many racial issues would arise from when he did that interview to now, even with Trump. Yeah. And even with, not even just black people, with a lot of Jewish people, like all this anti-Semitic... Anti-Semitic. Yep. Um, a lot of Indian people, um, Muslims especially. Yeah. Like, there's different elements to it. And it will not stop, but we need to get better with dealing with it. That's what I think. I might write a letter to like Michelle Obama or something. If I say that, maybe she can invite us to her, her sold-out show. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. On that note, <laughs> that is the end of this episode of Word to Your Mother podcast. If anything that we've said resonates with you, I don't know, if you have any opinions, any thoughts, please um, tweet us. We're on Twitter, at uh, WTYMPod. Uh, or Instagram or whatever any place that you want will be there Um, so yeah thanks for listening everyone 